don't be someone who gets riled up and you're really jacked up to go do something and you learn about an injustice and then you do nothing about it. So at the very least, you could share something on social media about it. You could find out how to volunteer in an organization. We will have you at Stop the Movement. That's why I started it because there was no place for me to share my talents, my resources, my time. We want you. We want you to get involved and to make a difference. Welcome to the Superhuman Life. I'm your host, Frank Rich, and this is the only podcast in the world dedicated to helping men break free from the shackles of addiction through the power of faith and fitness. It is our goal with every episode to help you take back control and rebuild your body, mind, and spirit. And we do so by bringing you real and raw conversations with people just like you, aiming to find their place in this world while dealing with the everyday struggles and battles that we all face. Now, it is my belief that we were all created for a specific purpose. And if we can harness that belief or faith, then take control of our mind and body or fitness, then we can ultimately create the life that we've always dreamed about, our own superhuman life. I want to let you know how grateful and blessed I am to have you here with me today. Let's get on to today's show. What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to a very special episode of The Superhuman Life. As always, I am your host, Frank Rich. And guys, I am so fired up for for today's guest. She's a very dear friend of mine, somebody that I respect in so many ways for, for what she's doing, for, uh, for for what her organization is is involved in, the real impact and change that her and her organization is having on the world. So uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump right in into today's episode, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna intro uh, Sarah here in a minute and and really pass along to her. But but for those of you guys that are that are joining us for the first time here today on the Superman Live, uh, you're you're joining us with a very special episode. So, you know, we, we had uh, Natasha Nascimento back, uh, back on in, in, in September. Many of you have heard that show. Many of you reached out uh, uh, about that conversation that we had. Um, but back in September, uh, in episode 45, we, we addressed the truth about child sex, child sex slavery. And we dove deep into uncovering and unpacking human trafficking and what is really going on in the world around us. And today I have a very special guest uh, returning back. Uh, January's National Slavery and Human Trafficking Awareness Month. And today, the release of this episode, January 11th, 2021, is National Human Trafficking Awareness Day. So I wanted to bring Sarah on today and I'm gonna pass it off to her and, and, and let, let her intro herself here in a minute. Uh, but I wanted to bring her on here because you guys know where my heart stands on, on this topic. Uh, you guys understand, or, or at least that those of you that have been with us for a while, understand the, the association from what I talk about with, with helping men breaking free from porn, but really how, if we don't address the consumption issue, if we don't address the demand issue, how it does lead us to what we're going to dive into here today. So without further ado, Sarah Lachance, thank you so much for joining us here on the Superhuman Life. Thank you so much for having me. I'm, I've been really looking forward to this. I'm honored to be a part of it and I'm really excited. And I just want to say thank you for what you're doing. It's unique and it is very much needed. And I think that you're really filling a gap that um, people have been very afraid to talk about for a long time. So kudos to you. Awesome. Well, I really, I really do appreciate that. And, and yeah, I mean, you and I have, have had multiple conversations about how we're so aligned with what, they're, with what we're doing. Um, so Sarah, you know, I think, I think the best place to really kind of, kind of kick it off here is, 
let's let's intro you to to our guests. You know, who is who is Sarah Lachance and and what is Stop the Movement and and what's your mission with your organization? Great. Okay. Well, thank you for the platform. I'll be succinct. Um, I am. Uh, I founded Stop the Movement. Um, the re why we came up with that name is. Uh, our tagline is stop the supply, stop the demand, stop the movement. So the way that I always explain it to people is uh, traffickers are, the reality is that they're smarter than we are. They have better technology than we do. Uh, they've been in the game longer than we have and they don't want to get caught. So they, um, they're really keeping up to date on everything that needs to make what they're doing a success. And so that's um, a lot of the times people think that movement's a positive thing, but in regards to this industry uh, exploitation for profit, movement's a bad thing. And so our goal um, and our purpose is to stop that movement um, and to really help bring awareness to ending the supply and ending the demand. Um, and the reason that we got started was I, I've been involved with this um, cause for about a decade off and on. And couple years ago, I really felt God putting it on my heart. Like you need to do something more than what you're doing. And so I started research. I went on a year long journey. I started, um, I just kind of swallowed a pill of humility and sat in the student seat, uh, went to local organizations here where we're located in Tampa Bay. And I just said, tell me what you're doing um, and tell me how I can get involved. And overwhelmingly, um, I was told that there wasn't anything for me to do. And that was incredibly disappointing. I, I have my master's in social work. I've been um, in this world for a long time and I feel like I had something to give and I'm passionate about it. I'm not looking to get a paycheck. I said, you can have my time. Uh, and people were like, that's awesome, thanks. You can write us a check, but we don't really need you. Well, okay, I said, I'll just do my own thing then. So um, I love what a lot of the organizations are doing locally. They're literally changing lives. Um, it's incredible. And so our goal is to not reinvent the wheel, but our goal is to bring awareness and to prevent uh, exploitation from continuing to happen here in Tampa Bay. So the, that's why we exist. Awesome. And, and you're doing an incredible job. Typically what we would do here here on, on this show is we, we'd unpack that kind of persistence and you know, how to kind of get past your fear when somebody tells you no, how do you kind of keep going? We're not going to do that today. We're going to keep to the theme of, of, of raising awareness. But guys, there's 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 a lesson in, in doing that. When 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 something is on your heart, when you when you have a calling in in life, don't let somebody else tell you no. Uh, do exactly, you know, Sarah, she she didn't find a way, she had to make a way uh, to ultimately step into to what she's doing. So there's a lot that all of us can can really take away from there. Um, I think we should maybe backtrack just just a bit to kind of bring all the listeners up to speed. You know, we're going to have a large uh, amount of people that heard the episode with uh, with Natasha back in September. For those of you that did it, I, I, I do recommend after you listen to today that go back and, and hear that because it's really going to kind of bring uh, bring all of this together. We're going to address some things uh, that we talked about differently with Natasha, but some of it's going to be some crossover. So for those of you guys that haven't heard uh, episode 45, make sure to go uh, go do that after you listen to to today's. But Natasha did an incredible job on on the show. I think maybe the best place to start is 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 defining human trafficking for for the audience and and, and for the listeners. So yeah, can you give I, us a bit, I, 
sorry, I don't want to interrupt. I want to piggyback on that though. You definitely need to go listen to that episode. It was so good. I texted Natasha after I listened to it and I was like, I'm in love with you. I'm supportive of everything that you do. Fantastic job. It was so good. So highly recommend definitely go uh, watch it or listen to it. Um, but the way that I just explain it in the most simplest of terms is exploitation for profit. Um, that, I mean, you can't, you can't use less words to describe it. Um, and there is a bigger definition, you know, that, that can be Googled, but basically, um, you're exploiting someone's vulnerabilities and there's some type of profit in exchange for that, whether it's beer, whether it's money, uh, whether it's drugs, um, it could really be a variety of things, but someone is being exploited in the process. What, what we're really focused on at Stop the Movement is sexual exploitation, but of course there's labor trafficking as well. Um, there's a lot of fantastic organizations that are focusing on that worldwide. That's happening here in Tampa Bay too. Um, the way that we're that we receive our produce. I mean, there's, there's a lot of information that we could dive into, um, but I think the most important thing to do is to define it and then to, to figure out how to not participate in it. So exploitation for profit is the simplest of forms to put it in. Uh, that's, that's, that's great. And, and yeah, there's, there's, there's stuff. We're, we're gonna reference the, the Natasha interview probably a dozen more times here here today. So just be prepared for that. But yeah, there's actually a very um, informative uh, website that you can go to and, and, and yeah. Natasha shares it where you can kind of see how many slaves are actually working for, for you. That one, that, that one is a, yeah. uh, an extreme eye opener. Um, so we, so, so we define, you know, we define trafficking exploitation for, for profit. You know, for, for a lot of people, this is no longer like something that they, they're not aware about. You know, I feel like for me, 2020 really brought, you know, a lot of things to, to the surface. It seemed that, you know, um, from, from a government standpoint, that there was a lot of success out there. Uh, from a social kind of awareness thing, you know, uh, back in July of 2020, uh, there was another kind of huge awareness month. There was a there was a day. So there really seems to be it, it, it's kind of catching more of a mainstream uh, kind of a reach, I guess, uh, for lack of a better word. There, can you kind of talk about you know maybe maybe some of the highlights or success in in the last year, kind of with within this industry and and just kind of how how we're really making you know making a dent uh, in in it. Absolutely. So there have been a lot of positive things. Um, the crazy thing is human trafficking's kind of become a buzzword over the past year, you know, and that sometimes people say like any publicity is good publicity. Um, and that's a good thing and a bad thing because a lot of people have become more aware of it. Um, maybe they have participated in things that they inadvertently, uh, they were contributing to it. Um, but, and I honestly didn't see this coming, a lot of people um, used it uh, even politically. And this is a, a nonpartisan issue, it spans every everything every reach uh, across the world so it was weird to me that that happened um a, certain people were saying it's a conspiracy theory and people who believe in it are crazy and it's not really happening um and so that i say i can introduce you to a handful of my friends who've lived it and come out the other side um but on the positive note there's a fantastic organization called exodus cry um and i gotta be honest so they they started this plug uh probably last year they said we want to shut down Pornhub. i'm sure you talk about that a lot on the show yep. and personally 
I was thinking, wow, that's stupid. <laughs> I thought, well, that's a really, really dumb goal because you're never going to shut Pornhub down and like, go ahead and shut it down. There'll be a hundred sites that pop up in its place. You know, um, we had a victory a couple years ago with Backpage. That was, uh, that was a huge victory because on that website, it was so blatantly obvious that they, um, pimps and traffickers were selling people on that website and they got shut down. So it was awesome. So then what did those people do? Did they lose their business and let the girls run free and everybody went back to their lives? No, they just opened up other websites and just kept doing what they were doing. So that's exactly what I thought was going to happen with Exodus Cry. I said, that's a really nice idea. Not super doable. Well, totally eating my words. That's, I was wrong. I was wrong, everyone. Uh, they have done a phenomenal job. They had something like over 2 million people sign the petition to shut Pornhub down. Um, and while it hasn't been shut down, uh, they Pornhub has removed millions of videos. Uh, they call them um, like, un, I can't remember what they call them, unregistered maybe, or uh, something along the lines that makes you think that perhaps rape was involved um, or someone under the age of 18 was involved. They've removed a chunk of them from their website. That is a win. That's a big thing in this industry. You really, you have to celebrate all the wins because it can be really overwhelming. You know, it can be depressing. It can be hard to deal with. Um, so that's a big deal. I think that's huge. I, on a personal note, one of my closest girlfriends, um, a family member of hers started making child pornography with her involved when she was four. And that, uh, those videos are still on the internet. And so she's a functioning member of society, you know, with a job. Um, she doesn't talk about it a whole lot. She's distanced herself from that. She's gone through therapy, but those videos are still on the internet. People can still watch her abuse in perpetuity. And, and that's not okay. So I, I do applaud, I'm going to use that word loosely, Pornhub for, for what they did. That, that is a good thing. If we could shut it down completely, that would be better, but I'll take what I can get. Yeah. One step, one step in the right direction is, is, yeah. is obviously progress. Um, yeah. You mentioned, you know, you mentioned the petition. Um, we've shared that uh, through Facebook on, on Instagram. Um, you know, the fact that it hit, hit 2 million, I, I want to thank everybody out there. A handful of you reached out to me um, and, and, and signed it and shared it with, with your audiences as well. So you know, we definitely helped in, 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 in bringing that to, to life. But, but yeah, just to kind of piggyback off of, of what Sarah said, you know, um, with everything that Exodus Cry, and, and I believe her name is, is, is Layla um, with Trafficking Hub, they're, they're kind of tied in um, together. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it, this made mainstream, you know, Fox, CNN, they were reporting what was going on there, you know, Visa got involved, American Express, I believe they, they shut off, you know, their, their transaction services within yes. Pornhub. So if you guys aren't actually, you know, truly understanding what, what Sarah is saying here, these, these sites and Pornhub's not the only one, every site out there operates the same way. Pornhub is, is the largest. So that's why they're attacking them first, but understanding that there there's user generated content, meaning Anybody in the world, if they have access to the internet, can upload a video uh, to, to Pornhub or to any of these tube streaming sites. And what they're not doing is there's no verification of age, there's no verification of the people or persons in the video, are they there by consent? So without you even knowing you 
if if you're watching, which which if you guys are listening to this, I I, I hope that that's not the case um, because we talk about it at, at length, not just from a heart issue, but from a brain issue here as well. Uh, you may be consuming exploitation. You may be consuming human trafficking for for profit. So just something to kind of wrap your head around. But but yeah, obviously that was a major major win, and and I applaud what they're doing. You know, I I was I was pushed by a mentor a year and a half ago when I was just getting started with the podcast and I hadn't even started Rebuilt Recovery yet. And he said, Frank, what's your goal? What are you trying to do with this podcast? I said, I want to help men break free from porn. And he said, no, like, what does that actually look like? I said, I don't know. I want to help a thousand men. You're not thinking big enough. I said, okay, I want to help a million men. You're not thinking big enough. Frank, there's over, you know, there's a couple billion men in the world. And we know that this issue is, you know, porn, it's, 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 it's impacting 80% of them. After being pushed and pushed and pushed for about seven minutes in front of a, a, a room of successful businessmen, I said, okay, my mission is to take down the porn industry. Wow. Um, now, I don't know if that ever is truly going to be the case, but having a target, having a, a, the aim set that far, even if I fail, you know, what is it? You aim for the, you aim for the stars, you land in the moon or whatever. I mean, so, so having the big goal of taking it down completely, even if I just take 20% of that away, um, then it's then it's a win. So I definitely applaud everything that they're 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 doing there. Okay, so so we've so we've defined it. We talked about some some highlights. One thing I want to address with you because it's it's going to happen right here in our backyard. Uh, you know, within the next month or so, and seventy million people around the world are are are, are going to watch this game. But there's 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 a whole nother world kind of going on when, when you get people and, and, and you get these huge events. What we're talking about here is we're, we're talking about the Super Bowl. So the Super Bowl is going to take place here, here in Tampa, Florida. Can you just speak to, because we're starting to see billboards. I know there's organizations and you're starting to see athletes kind of doing some advertisements. Just speak to kind of this whole scenario with, with the Super Bowl, what goes on behind the scenes, if there's any stories that you've heard of, and just what can people look for. A, here in Tampa, you know, because we have a large, you know, demographic of listeners that live right here in the city. But then also understanding that it's not just a Super Bowl issue. Anytime there's a large gathering of people. So if you're hearing this in New York, you're hearing this in Chicago, you're hearing this in Oregon somewhere. And, and in the future, there's going to be a large gathering of people in your community, in your city. What are some things that, that people need to be concerned with going on? And, and yeah, just kind of speak to the whole, you know, when you get people around, how does it bring, uh, you know, traffickers to, to those cities? Yeah. Okay. I'm so glad that you brought that up. This is a big deal to have the Super Bowl here in Tampa is, is um, great for businesses, but um, it is really dangerous for the people that are involved in uh, this underground network. Um, anytime that there's, uh, like you said, a large gathering of people, um, there's, and especially with the Super Bowl, it's like the biggest game in the entire world. Uh, there's an uptick in human trafficking activity. And people think like, that's not, there's no way, that's not real, that sounds crazy. But it is real. Um, and there are people that can tell you the stories that they've been through. They're literally people that are flying on airplanes. Uh, they'll be getting on planes in the next two weeks to fly here to Tampa for the explicit purpose of being exploited during the two weeks uh, preceding the Super Bowl. Um, and there are the people that are going to be buying these women are business people, athletes, pastors, 
basketball coaches, anyone. It, there's no um, one specific type of person that looks like a buyer, um, but whatever it is, it's illegal. So there, I, there was an article probably six months ago talking about how already in Tampa Bay, all of the strip clubs are amping up uh, the amount of employees um, that are going to be working during the Super Bowl. So they've they've already been hiring for it. They already know that they're going to be busy. They've been um, contacting girls to come in. They've flown girls in from Miami, uh, and they they're prepared because they know that their business is going to skyrocket, which is pretty disgusting. Um, and here's just a little tip: Tampa Bay has uh, we're rivaling Miami and Vegas for the amount of strip clubs per capita, uh, and there's no reason for that, but but the reason is because we have uh, four sports teams and people are willing to pay to exploit women. So again, if there was no demand, there would be no supply. So what, what you can look for, um, and just, and not specifically with the Super Bowl, but with anything, you can look for um, someone who doesn't make eye contact, someone who um, is being controlled by someone else, uh, possible branding. Here's an incredible story. I got a text message last week from a girlfriend. She said, uh, my husband's at, you know, somewhere he's out somewhere. And there's a girl with a QR code tattooed on her leg. What do we do? And for those of you who don't know, QR codes are, are one of the latest branding um, tools that traffickers are using um, so that everything is, is paperless. It's almost untraceable. So you can take your phone, uh, you can uh, scan that QR code on that girl's body, find out how much she costs, find out what services she's going to provide to you, pay through a secure network and, and go about your way. And no money was ever exchanged uh, in your hands. The trafficker was never even involved. So he can't get caught. Uh, and you've just been able to exploit someone uh, with very little chance of getting caught. So you can look for branding things like that. Um, you can look for uh, physical abuse. You can look for malnourishment. Um, we, in fact, my, my hairstylist of all people, she said that a girl came in a couple years ago with a gentleman, and I use that term loosely, uh, but he, she didn't speak. The, the client didn't speak. The gentleman came to my stylist and said, cut her hair like this, do like diet like this, make it look like this. And my girlfriend tried to talk to the client. She wouldn't talk to her. The guy stood there the whole time with his arms folded. That's a classic trafficking situation. Here's the problem is she didn't know what to do. So we all have maybe experienced something like that. She didn't know what to do. So she did nothing, which is what most people do. And, uh, but once you know better, you have to do better. So I, I hope that at the end of the show, maybe we'll include the human trafficking hotline number um, that people know that if they see something that makes them uncomfortable or like there's a check in their spirit that they can do something and they don't have to put themselves in harm's way. Yeah, let's not even wait, wait till the end. Like we're, we'll, we'll go there right now. And obviously anything that we talk about in terms of next steps, guys, we are going to link it down in, in the show notes, but somebody's out in public, you know, exact scenario right there, boom, in a hairstylist, they're seeing something, this guy's talking, she's not, you can see she's not looking at me and then boom, spot a QR code. What is actually that next step? Like what should the person do? Great question. So my girlfriend, the one that was texting me, she said, I don't know what to do. Should we go talk to this girl? No, unfortunately you, you probably shouldn't because more likely than not, 
they aren't alone. It may look like they're alone, but but they are not alone. Um, and we unfortunately have had situations like this where people have gotten involved. They have done their best. They've tried to go um, and and talk to uh, someone who's who's a victim at the time. And it ends badly for them. It will end in physical and sexual abuse. Uh, it will end in them being removed from the area that they're in. For example, if they're in Tampa Bay, they're going to get shipped somewhere else because uh, the second that you're onto a trafficker's game and you're going to come in between them and their money, they're going to do something about it. Um, so what I would suggest is you get as much information as you possibly can. Their eye color, their hair color, what are they wearing? What uh, noticeable features? Do they have six earrings? any tattoos, whatever information you could get. Did it sound like they had an accent if you heard them speak? Uh, the most information you can get, like put your CIA cap on, be an FBI agent, um, and then you're gonna call the human trafficking hotline number. Um, I, I'm sure Frank will put it in the show notes, but it's 888-3737-888. There's also a tip, uh, tip line you can text um, and we can put that in there as well. That's what they did. It was safer that way than to have the girl standing right there and they're like, hey, I think there's a trafficking victim. I mean, don't be dumb, you know, make smart choices. Uh, so they just texted and we got a response, gave them all the information. And you never know, you never know, you could really be saving a life because you never know, uh, you know, that the police don't already have an eye on this trafficker and or this girl. So I'm not sure what's going to come of that situation, but I know that she did the right thing. But guys, just to just to piggyback off of off of what she's saying, um, I'm just I'm going to share some numbers here directly from the Department of Defense uh, National Slavery Human Trafficking site. Um, so I don't know if these numbers are specifically here in the U.S. or if these are global numbers, but 99 billion dollars per year is made in sex trafficking, and 51 billion is made in forced labor. So forced labor is, is human trafficking. So we have close to $100 billion being, being profited uh, through sex trafficking and then another you know, 50, 50 plus billion being made in forced labor. So what we need to kind of get our head wrapped around is, is this is not your, you know, your typical you know, uh, criminal that you know, is just, just, just shoplifting from a, you know, from a local Walmart. These are, this is the fastest growing criminal enterprise in the world. So, so the men that are running these organizations from the top, they treat these as, as organizations, as, as Fortune 500 companies. So yeah, trying to just, you know, pull out information from them, chances are these guys are smarter in some areas than you. So, so it's not going to be something you're just going to be able to pull a lot of information, but yeah, exactly what Sarah's saying. Gather as much intel as you possibly can. If you can grab a quick photo, you know, uh, you got a you got a smartphone and, and and high you know high high resolution camera right there in your pocket. But but yeah, pass along to uh, to the professionals. So we dropped a human trafficking line. Were you able to find the text line? Yeah. So it's two three three seven three three. You can text that line. You can give them all the information that you've got. I'm um, rest assured that it will go to the local authorities and that they will do something about it. And it, I mean, honestly, if so I, I'm like a closet vigilante, you know, and I, I keep every time I meet law enforcement, I'm like, do you need my help? And they're like, no, why? Like, who gave you a concealed weapons permit? This is a terrible idea. Um, I'm like, but I'm available. No, we don't need you to go citizens arrest somebody. Uh, there are people that are trained to do that, but, but we can do what we can do. And so that's our responsibility is to do what we can do 
where we're at with what we've got. And so for us, that's that's calling the line or texting the line um, and then also letting other people know about it. It's I think it's very easy, especially in the human trafficking field, to assume that everyone else knows about it um, and that everyone's as passionate as we are and everyone knows the statistics, they know what to look for, and that is not the case. So it is our obligation uh, to let other people know about it. Incredible. Something something you shared with me uh, before before we jumped on here was was the the closeness, the proximity of of what's going on. I mean, there's you know, unfortunately, there's still going to be people that watch this conversation, that hear what we're we're sharing here today, and they're like, oh, that's not happening in you know in my neighborhood. That's you know that's a problem in you know it's a problem in the lower class communities, or or that's mm -hmm. a problem overseas. Can you speak to what you shared with me, like literally right across the street from from your community? Gosh, yes. Okay, so here, this, okay. I'll tell you a quick story before that. Here's what's funny. I went to a protest a couple months ago and we were all carrying our signs. It was cool. And when it was over, uh, my girlfriend and I were leaving. We just had our signs in our hand and this gentleman just happened to be at the park, came up to us and said, what are you guys protesting? And we said, human trafficking. And he said, oh, like, like in Mexico, like Thailand or whatever, right? And I said, no, like here, like literally Tampa Bay, like the street that we're on right now, like every possible house in this county. Uh, and he was floored. I mean, he really didn't have a clue. And this goes back to, you know, you think that people know, but people don't know. And so I didn't really make friends with him because I scared him because he said, well, what can I do? I have three teenage boys. What can I do? They said, stop watching porn and stop going to the strip clubs. And then he like ran away screaming. So, you know, we're not friends. Uh, but that's, I mean, if you want some practical advice, that is literally two things that you could stop doing right now. Uh, as far as hitting close to home, my birthday was a couple of days ago and uh, my husband looked up a, he, I, I love, I, I'm a big advocate for self-care. And one of the ways I like to have self-care is to get massages. And so he went to go look up a massage place for, for me to get a massage and found a place across the street from our house. The first picture on their website, uh, not on the dark web, not on, you know, Facebook, literally on a, a legitimate website was a picture of a girl giving a massage. Every subsequent picture after that was pictures of naked women um, on their website across the street from my house in Pinellas County, um, in the middle of, you know, nowhere, Florida. Uh, and it, and if you clicked on the drop-down box, you could pick and choose what services you would like to add on to your quote unquote massage. Um, and the further we scrolled through all of these websites, I mean, they're all over Tampa Bay. Uh, there were terms like enthusiastic young Asians, uh, willing to do whatever you want, you'll leave happy, just repulsive, just disgusting, disrespectful um, terms for trafficking. So when we say that we do brothel outreach, that's what we're doing. People want to know what a brothel looks like, it looks like a massage parlor, uh, literally in any strip mall on the side of any major road. That's almost always the case of what's going on. So those services that they are providing are illegal, but the fact that they're advertising them is not. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, and I almost feel like I need to retract my previous statement about these uh, these criminals being 
smarter than us. Um, maybe some of them are, but it doesn't sound like like these particular business owners. That that is, I can't even wrap my head around that. How it's 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 right there in the plain sight. I mean, obviously from a dark web standpoint, like I don't even understand what the dark web even really is. I know it's a it's a place where there's a lot of bad stuff going on with a lot of bad people. I'll leave you know the figuring of that out to to people with bigger brains than me, but literally right right here like on the you know a local website that we could just just pull up absolutely uh alarming i mean um so do you guys obviously report that i mean to yeah so we so the again yeah the best thing to do would be to report it um more likely than not local police uh already know about it um they're probably keeping a watch on it but um it would not have been smart for me to go in there and you know busted the door down and I'm like I know what you're doing it's wrong that you know that's not going to help anybody it's not going to keep the girls safe looking for kids yeah in I mean background. yeah yeah kind of like taken but um but with me so shouldn't do that uh yeah but for sure report it report anything that you see uh that makes you feel uncomfortable and obviously that would make anyone feel uncomfortable but uh there's a few years ago I was at a really nice restaurant um in the middle of the day and and there was a guy, and this was when I didn't know what to do. There was a, a large man decked out in gold jewelry, gold earrings, you know, had all the things uh, with two really young girls. And it made me uncomfortable. They were dressed incredibly um, like sexual for their age. And, and I would guess they're probably 17, 18. Uh, and I thought it was strange that there was two of them and one of him. And again, he was much bigger than them. And he clearly had more more money than they did um and we were again at a very nice restaurant and i thought like there's no way they're family this doesn't make sense it was clearly a grooming situation um classic trafficking activity they'll they'll wine and dine you uh especially if they're romeo pimps and make it seem like you know they're really into you they really want to take care of you uh until the point that they don't and then you become um essentially so uh, and again, that I should, I wasted an opportunity. I should have done something, should have called someone and I didn't. And I think about that situation all the time. Awesome. So, so thank you for, for, for sharing that, Sarah. Um, I think it's, you know, we really kind of bring this home, you know, for people and, and kind of give them some, some next steps and, and some things to look for. You know, there's going to be obviously a lot of people really excited, you know, about getting involved about, about what they can do. Uh, before we go there, you know, what's, you know, we talked about 2020, you know, with, with some of the big wins. What's kind of on the docket for, for 2021, you know, with, with you and, and Stop the Movement or any other, you know, organization that you are involved in? Is there, is there anything big coming that we should really be on the lookout for? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for asking. So um, there's definitely opportunity to get involved with the Super Bowl outreach. If you're interested in that, um, we, we are actually partnering with a couple of different organizations that have been doing this for years. More than happy to provide information like that to your listeners if they want to reach out to us. Uh, we are also making a major push in 2021 um, to bring awareness to the effects of pornography and how it really ties into trafficking. Um, that's you know, that's your life and, and your audience totally understands it, but most people don't. And it's really uncomfortable for mo most people to talk about. Um, and luckily, I don't have a problem talking about uncomfortable things. So uh, our goal this year is to really focus on churches, to really get into churches, to have the hard conversations, and to hopefully prevent things like 
uh, exploitation from happening in the future. Um, the reason for that is because I've got, I know so many people that unknowingly are uninformed. They think, well, well, we go to church. That wouldn't affect us. Oh, my kids are in youth group. That's not going to affect them. My kids are in private school. This isn't a problem for people like that. And if you could interview a trafficker, you would find out that the people, if they had a preference, they'd go, a lot of them say that they would go after kids in youth group. And the reason for that is because they're so vulnerable because they think that they're untouchable. Um, you know, and I grew up in a house where we didn't talk about anything like that. I mean, ever, and, and especially not at church. So uh, I really just feel a burden to talk about it in churches, to talk about it in youth groups. You know, if 12 to 17 year old boys are the biggest consumers of pornography, then why aren't we talking about it at church? You know, it just doesn't make any sense to me. So that's that's a big thing. We'll be doing that in churches. We would love to come speak, you know, at, at a, any church that will have us. It's really a passion of ours. That's one of the tenets of Stop the Movement is to uh, increase the ambassadors that are part of uh, the organization. We want to have community on purpose. That's that's what we're doing. So uh, and then uh, so talked about the Super Bowl, talked about getting involved business owners. That's the last thing. We're look, really looking for business owners that are going to partner with Stop the Movement uh, that are willing to hire survivors and give them a second chance at life um, to help them become financially independent, to help raise their self-esteem um, and help them know that you know they can create a life better than the one that they had. So we're looking for, for business owners that will say, I'm willing to take someone under my wing they may not be a stellar employee right away, but we will work through it. We'll build the resume and we'll help give them the independence that they deserve. So that's what we're working on. That's incredible. Um, I'm, we're so aligned with, with the church part there as well. Uh, a big mission for, for me this year, uh, you know, I'm already speaking with the church that, you know, I'm involved with, you know, that, that I attend weekly, but then also, you know, a handful of other ones. And then I have some of the guys, you know, that I coach that are, that are getting involved in, in their churches, but trying to bring more awareness to the porn issue. Uh, Cause it is not something that is, you know, I did an entire episode uh, way back in February of, of 2020 with Drew, where we talked about the real problem in, in the church community, because it's, it's the leadership because it trickles down because we understand, you know, 60% of men in church are struggling with pornography themselves. And, and Sarah's already talked about how porn is the funnel, the gateway that leads you to everything else. So if we're not addressing that issue, which is where I'm going, then obviously, yes, 100% supporting everything here with, with bringing more uh, Stop the Movement in, into the churches. So for all three of those, if they want to get involved in the churches, if they, you know, they want to get involved in the Super Bowl with, mm -hmm. with what you're doing and, and, and they're a business owner, is it one place to reach out to you or, or are there three different yeah, absolutely. So you could just go to info at stopthemovement.org. You can um, check us out on Facebook or on Instagram uh, and, and follow us there. We really are working this year on growing our um, social media platform because that's where, you know, a lot of people are. That's where kids are. Uh, and, and we want to reach them where they're at. We have to be realistic. And, and I'm sure you know this, but, you know, 16 year old kids are not going to Google, how do I stop watching porn? You know, they're not going to Google, how do I protect myself from human trafficking? Uh, they just don't understand. It is, it's literally our job. It's our job to let them know about it. It's our job to make it understandable and accessible to them. Um, I really love how you guys don't do, you're not shaming people, but rather you're doing it holistically um, to really 
heal a whole person, you know, and that'll have an incredible trickle down effect. And that's what we really want to do. If I can talk to 10 parents, then those 10 parents will talk to 10 more parents each, then they'll go home and have hard conversations with their kids. Uh, and, and you never know that it really could, it could change the trajectory of someone's life. Absolutely. And yeah, our, our entire approach in, you know, from, from a high level philosophical standpoint, like what we do coaching wise, like I'm not just teaching men to be able to white knuckle themselves to not watch porn. That's, that's, that's a recipe for failure. If all you're going to do is, is try to build up enough willpower to where you can, you know, not, not give into the temptation, literally in creating new men, I'm creating the man that is no longer addicted to porn. And when you become that person, you begin to see this side of, of it and, it, and it, it, it no longer even has the same pull, but then you want to get involved from, uh, you know, from a, from a movement standpoint is, as well. Um, one last bit, because it is, you know, the 11th here, the, the release date, people are going to hear this, you know, for forever, but the ones that are hearing at the time of, of release, whether they're watching it on YouTube, Facebook, or, or they're hearing the audio here right now, January 11th, 2021, what's one thing that a person can, can do, you know, share something socially. Uh, do you have any tips or, or anything that, you know, somebody just wants to get involved today? Yeah. Oh, I love that question. Yes. Uh, the, the very most important thing you can do is to put the human trafficking hotline number in your phone. Um, is if you don't have it readily available, you're, you're not going to Google it in the middle of a situation. Uh, put the tip line in your phone as well. Keep that information available. Just stay vigilant. Um, always be, you know, watching in your, wherever you're at, always be, um, aware of what's going on around you. Um, a couple of documentaries I would also suggest. There's an incredible one on Netflix. If you want to just have your day wrecked, it's called uh, Hot Girls Wanted. I did not want to watch it because that name is terrible, but it um, it is an eye-opening documentary about five girls who are amateur porn stars that have just turned 18 and it follows uh, their life and um, the gentleman who has recruited them off of Craigslist. And he is what we would call a legal pimp because he takes a percentage of, of every uh, booking that they get. Um, it talks about how long they maintain in the industry. Normally three to six months is how long a quote unquote porn star lasts. Uh, it talks about the degradation that they experience, the disrespect, the just, I, there's a lot I didn't know learned a lot of things. So if you want to watch that, watch that. You can also watch Liberated, uh, The Sexualization of America. That's a very interesting one on Netflix. Um, but don't just watch that. So I heard this term called slacktivism. Um, don't be a slacktivist. That's, and that was me for a long time. So I feel like I can say it. Don't be someone who gets riled up and you're really jacked up to go do something and you learn about an injustice and then you do nothing about it. So at the very least, you could share something on social media about it. Um, you could find out how to volunteer in an organization. We will have you at Stop the Movement. That's why I started it because there was no place for me to uh, to share my my talents, my resources, my time. We want you. We want you to get involved and to make a difference. So those are all things that you can do. Um, I mean, even financially, we're raising money right now to put billboards all over Pinellas County to raise awareness. It's just, it's gotta be in people's faces and they gotta know about it. So they can't say that they didn't know. So there's a lot that you can do. I, I love that slacktivist. It's yeah. like the person that, that reads a nutrition book 
but doesn't change how they eat and, and is curious why they why they haven't lost any weight or the person that reads the mindset book uh it doesn't change anything about you know their belief patterns or or, or the person that reads the business book but doesn't actually take any any action like no just watch the documentaries it, it actually if, if, if you're not looking to do anything with it i don't i don't even think watching the documentary serves you in any way because it's going to expose you to uh, to more darkness and, 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 and feed your brain, um, you know, uh, negativity, which, you know, we, we talk a lot about controlling, you know, controlling your content and, and, and what you're consuming. And we, you know, we've shared enough here from a neuroscience standpoint to, to literally back up what we say here. So, um, Sarah, this is, this is, this has been absolutely amazing. You got something you want to share? I'm so sorry. I reminded myself to say, I was like, if you don't say anything on this podcast, except this one thing, you have to say it. I'm so sorry. Um, the biggest piece that I could say for parents is believe your kids. Mm. It, it gives me chills to just think about it, but at the core of human trafficking is the exploitation. Uh, then it becomes for profit, but at the core of it is someone taking someone else's innocence, uh, and using their vulnerabilities against them. And if you are a child, that is your biggest vulnerability. It doesn't have to be that you came from a low-income family. It doesn't have to be that you're Black, white, Hispanic, or Asian. It's just specifically that you're a child. That is the biggest vulnerability that anyone could have. And if a child comes to you as a parent and tells you that something has happened to them, I beg you to believe them. I have so many countless stories of people telling their parents something happened and they didn't believe them. And not necessarily that one single act is going to for sure end up in trafficking, but the statistics are very high that if a child's been um, uh, sexually assaulted or abused as a child, uh, there's a much higher statistic that they'll be a victim of trafficking. And it happens to at least one in seven boys, at least one in four girls, they say. I think those statistics are wrong. Um, but if a kid's coming to you and telling you something out of the norm, believe them, pursue them, pursue what's happening. I, as a parent, our, our first reaction is to, to disprove it and to belittle it because it makes us feel like failures. It has nothing to do with the kids. It, at the core of that, it makes me feel like I've done something wrong if my kids gotten hurt and I didn't protect them. Uh, but where we drop the ball and where there's a lack of justice is if a kid has, um, the strength and the bravery to come and tell you that something has happened, you must believe them. And then you, as the adult, take the next right steps and do the next right thing, whatever that costs you, because you could prevent a world of hurt for them in the future. God, those numbers that you shared, like that just, that just took everything to a whole different level as far as realness. One in seven boys and one in four girls. And you actually said that it may be less than that. So as you're saying, I'm like trying to wrap my head. I have a, I have a nephew that's 10 years old, uh, plays travel baseball. Maybe there's 12, maybe there's 14 kids on his team. That means two. Yeah. Not two of those exact kids, but, but we're, 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 you know, data numbers, numbers don't lie. So, so you parents that, you know, or yeah, you parents that have kids, like, like you're, your kid has seven friends. If you have a boy, he has seven friends. Your daughter has, has four friends. Just, just wrap your head around that. And that shows how real this thing really, really is. 
So thank you, uh, Sarah. I, I, I just want to thank you once again so much for, for your time here today. Um, this, this was incredibly powerful. We're going to get this out there. Uh, for you guys that are that are that are looking to do something, that are looking to get involved, um, a start right here today. Start with sharing this. If you're watching this video on on YouTube, share this with your friends, share this with your family, share this with the community. If you're listening to us on on Apple or or any of the platforms out there, there's always that there's always a share button right there at the top. There's three buttons. Drop down. Share this. If 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 you have a following if, if if you're socially and and you have people that that listen to what you say share this because this is this is real and everything we shared could save your child's life could save your life it could save your neighbor's life um so sarah i'm just incredibly thankful and and, and grateful for for your time here today uh we always have one question that, that we end every single episode with uh it's going to be a little you know a little change of of direction uh, with you, but I, but I, I just want to get, you know, I, I want to get your answer on it. So, so obviously the show is titled the superhuman life and, you know, it is a result of, you know, my own, my own story in, in, in my own journey. So when I talk about living a superhuman life, for me, it really is a, a, a belief system. It's, 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 it's something that when you're partnered with the right, uh, person in, in, in the world and you understand that you're living for a purpose and, and that purpose is to, you know, serve people and, and, and make the world a better place. In my eyes, that's what I mean when, when I live a superhuman life, when it's free of addiction, it's free of shackles and truly living the purpose that I was created for. So I always like to end every episode with asking the guests, Sarah, how would you define living a superhuman life? You know, I list, I've listened to a couple of the podcasts so far and I said, if I'm ever on this podcast, I better have that question ready. And here I am going... <laughs> That's a hard question. Um, you know, I think it changes in every season of life. I'm a very big believer in seasons. Um, I think that your purpose is different in every season that you're in. So in the season that I'm in right now, um, I'm very passionate about empowering women um, because I know what it feels like to be a woman who's not. Um, and I think that 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 makes all the difference. I, I want to um, empower women spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally to become whole people who can fulfill the purpose that God's given them. God's given each of us a purpose, and it's very easy to forget that, especially in the um, just the mundane, you know, daily life stuff. And uh, but our days are numbered, and so I feel like it's really important to grab a hold of. The life that God's given us and and to really live it with purpose. So I love I love the name of the podcast. I love the the purpose behind it. And that's my goal right now is to empower women and and to really raise up the next generation um, to be even better than what we are. Awesome. You're you're doing it, you're doing an amazing job. So much strength, so much courage for for stepping out and and being a voice, being an advocate, being somebody that that brings awareness to what in my eyes is. The darkest and strongest force of evil in this world. So, Sarah Lachance, stop the movement. Thank you so much, you guys out there. We appreciate you for for lending us your time, your your eyes. If, if you're watching us here here on YouTube, take the next steps. Get involved. Reach out to Sarah. Reach out to organizations in your community, in your state, in your neighborhood. But guys, for Frank Rich, Sarah Lachance, God bless you. We love you all. We'll see you next week.